0: So good to see you this morning. Turn around smile at your neighbor. Tell them you're glad they're here today. Would you do that? Tell about two or three people you're glad they're in church this morning. I am. I'm so excited that you're with us this morning. So excited to have our folks who are joining us online this morning as well. Thank you for being with us. If this is your first time at Faith Renewed, we just hope you have already encountered the presence of the Lord here. We hope you've already sensed the spirit of God. He's here and he's with us. He's real. But we are, again, so thankful. We don't take it lightly that, again, God sent you by today. So, again, we'd love to see you become a part of what he's doing here. Amen. But well, we're excited to have you. So, Faith Renewed Church, if you would do this, let all of our first-time guests know you love them and appreciate them. Would you tell them that, amen? Show sure, Yeah, put your hands together. So good, so good, so good. Man, again, I'm glad you're here. A lot of exciting things going on. Don't forget, Faith Track this afternoon, 4 o'clock. That's, again, to learn more about Faith Renewed. If you're interested, if you're not a member yet and you want to take that next step of membership, that's the avenue. So come hang out with us uh, today at 4. It's going to be a good time. And then, again, don't forget, next week, Mother's Day, special time. We have gifts for all the ladies. So I want you to get here, bring somebody with you. It's going to be a good time. Amen. Amen. Well, who brought a Bible to church? Come on. Yeah. Hey, amen. if you're wondering, if you're new here, what kind of church we are, we're a Bible church. We love it. We believe it's true. We believe by the grace of God, the help of the Holy Spirit, we can live it out. I mean, it's not just a story we read. It's a life we live. In. Amen? And so, again, but I, I'm again, I'm glad you're here and brought your Bible. And if you didn't, we have Bibles for you, and it's also be on the screen for you. But take yours and turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. Amen? Matthew chapter 14. And um, as you turn there, I just want to mention always uh, if you're not familiar, we use the UVersion Bible app. It's a great app if you're a digital Bible reader or would like to become that. Uh, UVersion Bible app. If you click more, then events, actually, on that app, you'll find a live event taking place. And so you'll see the passages, points that I'm going to share with you. So you'll have all that right there in the palm of your hand. So uh, say that if you would, share it with somebody, let them know, again, uh, what, you're been, what you've been reading. But Matthew 14, if you have it, say, I have it. Yeah, I have it. Come on, that's enough for us to proceed. Verse 22 is where we'll begin today. It says, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away. Now, this immediately is, is, this is happening right after the feeding of the 5,000. The miraculous, I mean, Jesus taking five of those two fish and beginning to break them, bless them, multiply them, and feeding thousands with them. After this, again, he's sending them away Again, in a boat to go to the other side of the lake. And verse 23 says this, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Again, we've talked about Jesus and some of his prayers, but man, Jesus prayed. I need to pray more. Amen? If Jesus prayed. Amen. So, uh, But now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, and for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. (laughs) Uh, And they cried out for fear. That would freak you out. I mean, just be honest. I mean, you know, you see somebody walking on water, that'll mess with you. Amen. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, come. That's his call today. Let's come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Peter gets a hard time. He gets given a hard time. And it's earned and merited sometimes, man. But Peter did some stuff, man. I like Peter I like I like his heart uh, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous he was afraid and beginning to sink he cried out saying "Lord save me There's an exclamation point I think well deserved in the, in the grammar Lord save me and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. Thank you Jesus. And said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. I think the feeding of the 5,000 would have been enough, but there's like icing on the cake. Like, truly, you are the Son of God. Can we pray? Well, I invite you to join me in this prayer. God, we love you. We're so thankful for your love for us. God, it's greater than our love for you. It's it's stronger than anything, Lord, today. I believe we can ever imagine the grace that's in this place, the faith, Lord, that you want to release into this house. And I just pray, God, you'll bless every person in this room, every person listening online live, every person listening to this podcast, maybe even days, months, years down the line, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'll save today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbor one more time, I'm glad you're here. Would you just just encourage them? I'm just glad you're here. Yeah, I'm just glad you're here, amen. Well, I want to jump back into a series that we're in right now called When You Pray. And um, and again, prayer is a powerful, powerful thing that we do. Again, Jesus modeled that for us. We want to walk that out. And last week I shared, we had a baby dedication time, great time to dedicate our, our little ones to the Lord. And I shared a couple of things with you last week that first of all, again, just in your life, not just as a parent, but as a person, We need to make room for the Lord, Amen. We need to make room for Him in our life. Get things prioritized, put things in order, and secondly, I talked about men. We need to make sure we dedicate our little ones to the Lord. We dedicate our gifts to the Lord. We dedicate what God has given us to the Lord. Our our time, our talents, our resources. We dedicate those gifts to the Lord, Amen. And how many knows that is an ongoing process. It's not a one and done, all right? It's not, again, I'm just going to, Lord, I'm gonna, I gave them to you, you know? But, but we continually just want to just lay that before the Lord, continually make room for him in our life. And so today I want to continue on in this series, and I want to share a prayer, uh, which I believe clearly this is a prayer. It is a cry that has extended out from a man in Scripture named Peter, who, uh, again, I love. I think it's, a, it's just cool, the example that he sets a lot of ways, and it shows the importance, again, how much grace is so needed in our life. Amen. But I love, again, he did some things, and so I want to talk today about uh, this man named Peter and, and a prayer that he prayed, and today, this will be the shortest prayer in this series. Somebody's like... Oh, yeah, we're going to get to the brunch early today, amen? Maybe. But, uh, just it, but this is the shortest prayer that, again, we will teach and we will be looking at and studying. Now, because, again, it, it is in a moment of desperation. This Angel was beautifully speaking earlier, it's in that dark hour. It was in that dark moment. It was in a. It was in a season of life. It was in a time, and it was in a, in, a, in a moment when again Peter was not able to cry out the prayer that Jesus had taught and modeled for them. I mean, you know, sometimes you don't have our Father who art in heaven. I be the name. You know, my man was going down. Let to deliver to me without his kingdom. That was impressive. Was it not, Kane? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But, I mean, just sometimes we don't have time for that. And I'm thankful that if we cry out to the Lord in our darkest moment, He hears us. And, and it doesn't always, again, I, I may not be able to go through the tabernacle prayer model. I might not be able to make it past the outer gate into the, into the holy place, into the most holy. I, it's sometimes you don't have time for all those things. And just sometimes all you have is the three words that he cried out in that moment, Lord, save me. I want to talk about those three words this morning. I and I, again I, I, I get simple three 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 words I guess a day. So I believe this would also be one that I hope today you can commit to memory. Uh, this this prayer I, I have not always and you know, said you got commit all of those because again they can be a detail to some of those things. But this is one I, I hope you will commit to memory today. And first of all, we hear a cry of someone again in a dark moment. In a dark season, when things are kind of like, man, just out of order, chaos is happening. But that's not the only time we are to cry out and to declare those words. You know, sometimes, you know, we can look at our life and say, man, it's okay, I'm making it. Things are going all right. And, and and we can kind of have a tendency to kind of pull back and say that we don't really need anything else. We don't need him. And so, again, we think we can kind of put it on cruise control sometimes. And, man, we're going to be okay. But, listen, this is a prayer. This is a cry that at every at every one of us, every person in room, every person tuned in, every person listening today so on Spotify, on, on YouTube, every person needs to come to this place at some moment where they cry out these Three words. Now let's talk about them. the first word, Lord. Now, it's it's cool that, again, we we see, again, Peter crying out, saying this word, crying out to him, Lord, like, I mean, it's like, just, and and this, again, this is not just like Jesus, like, this is like bigger than even that, just, just that, that thing where you say, again, what, but Jesus, he adds something to that. He, like, gets into the deep place to where he's like, I'm not just going to say, like, my friend that I've been hanging out with the person that I've watched do miracles and the one who I've seen do some things who just got through feeding, it wasn't like, bro, Lord. It's a big word because this, 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 this thing called Lord and, and Lordship it is something that has to be settled in our life. And this is why I, I believe this. I truly believe this with all this within me. When when, when the Lordship of Jesus is, is settled in our life, every other issue is settled. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's in that moment because again, when you cry out to him in, in this way, for Jesus again, for him to be Lord of your life, it means literally that he is this. He is the ruler, he is the boss. He's the master of your whole life. Like, now, like, when when I'm crying out to you, Lord, I'm not just saying, like, I want you to be, like, part of my life that I'm going to kind of bring into a Sunday morning every now and then. If I'm feeling, like, really fired up for the Lord, I may show up on Wednesday night. Give me some midweek, Jesus. Amen. Lord, no, no, this is deep. This this is bigger than 6 a.m. prayer. This is, this is more to this when we cry out in this way. This, this, when we cry out to be him, Lord, that means that we're saying that you are the one who possess all authority. You are the one who has all power. You are the one who has all control. Now, don't raise your hand, but you know. And the person sitting beside you probably knows. If you have control issues, people know that. Now, I'm going to say this because it's true. I I feel like for me, one of the hardest things that for me personally, that I had to like surrender to the Lord, and I'm going to talk in a moment about when I, I met Jesus. But I'm talking about in all of the years since then, I think one of the things that I had a hard time doing was giving over full control. I, I did not, thankfully, I didn't have a whole lot of like some, some of the issues that some folks have struggled with that we have seen God set free from. And I'm so I'm so. Man, I'm so thankful that he is a God of all power, all authority, all freedom. And man, he sets people free from addictions, from strongholds, from bondages, from abuse, from things that have been done to them that they did not deserve. God is able to come in there and in full measure, God bring full healing to those people. I've watched it, man, and, and i watched a lot of my friends that I, mean, I was in school with like get caught up in, in areas of alcoholism and drug addiction and man, things that would come into their life and destroy their life. I'm just going to be honest. That, that wasn't my story, but my struggle was probably bigger than, that, than theirs because I wanted to be in control. I did. I mean, like, and in matter of fact, it was. It was. There was a couple of reasons I didn't do a lot of the mind-altering things that a lot of my friends did. I watched them when they did those things; they lost control, and I wanted to have it. Now, there's some good things. There's some good stuff that's maybe in there somewhere that I don't think it's a super bad trait, man. That you don't just like get caught up in everything. It's a good thing. But it's a bad thing when you're trying to be in control of your life. And the one who can control it so much better is saying, just give it to me. It is, like, so much better. And so, like, if you have control issues today, like, this is the day for you. Like, man, where you do this, where you say, Lord, I want you to have it all. I give you full control of my life. I give you everything that I am. I give you everything that I have today. Because there's a difference. There's, I believe, a huge difference between him just being Savior and him being Lord. I really believe that. Now, I I believe it's possible. I might be wrong, but I believe it's possible for Jesus to be Savior of your life but not be Lord of your life. That's what I believe. I think it's possible. Because, again, we see it. The grace of God. We were just talking about it. That the grace of God comes into your heart and your life, makes you holy, man, saves you. And it is a beautiful thing when the saving grace of God comes into your life and all sins are forgiven. Man, that's good news. He's Savior. Jesus is my Savior. Oh, man, I'm so thankful that he saved me. And I want to talk about that word at point two in a moment. But listen, I don't want him to just be Savior. I want him to be Lord of my life. Because, listen, when we come to the place where he's he's greater than just Savior, when he's Savior, sins are forgiven. And that's beautiful. But, man, when he becomes Lord, we're saying this. I no longer have the domain. I'm no longer the one sitting in the place of authority on my life. I'm no longer the one who's making all the decisions. I give you full control. Ew. Hold on, Lord. I, don't, I, I know I had to do all that stuff, bro. You don't have to. Wow. Somebody of you are like, man, I never heard that. You don't have to. You, you, you don't. I don't. I don't think you have to give him full control. Send everything and make him Lord of your life. Might be wrong, and get to heaven. But I believe. I truly believe this. You will be miserable till you get there. I, I, and again it becomes greater because again as Jesus is Savior that impacts me I mean again and I'm thankful again for what he does for me but when he becomes Lord this is something that shifts in my life and now it ju- doesn't just affect me it begins to affect every person around me because I'm saying Lord now you have full control I believe Savior is like a more of like a personalized privatized thing that no, we go public with it and you show it we'll have an Another baptism coming up soon. If you've given your life to Christ, have not been baptized, make sure you take those next steps of faith. Those are beautiful. I mean, and, man, we need to do that. But as Savior, man, it's kind of like this personal experience. And, I man, I'm so thankful for the saving grace of God. And this is what's cool about Jesus. Like today, if you need saving, like you need a Savior, the Savior's here. He's here. He's with us today. He's in this room with us. But again, I, I, it's kind of like if you think about it, just as Jesus is Savior, it just kind of affects the spiritual aspect of our life. And again, I, I don't, I don't know quite how we kind of d- d- divide the two, but, but it, I, I think it's possible. Are you with me? Does that makes sense. I mean, like you, I, I think I'm tracking with you, Pro. I, I I think I'm on the same page. But, like, it, it affects a kind of like this whole spiritual side of, of our heart and our life. And, again, when we're saying, like, Lord, you're Savior, Jesus, you're Savior. But when we're saying, Jesus, you're Lord, it doesn't just affect the spiritual aspect. It, it affects every other area of our life. And Jesus does not want to just be your Savior. He wants to be your Lord. And because when he is Lord, when he is Lord of lords, when he is king of kings, and when you give him full control, and, man, when you surrender everything over to him, man, it puts you at a place of peace. Man, I'm telling you, man, when, you, when, you, when you're trying to figure it out yourself, good luck. That's about all I got for it. Good luck for that. Hope that, hope, hope that works out. I mean, I really do. If, if you've been doing that, you know what that does to you. You know what that does to you mentally. You know what it does to you emotionally. You know how that even goes down to the place to where it affects you spiritually. Now, this is why, again, I don't think we should ever divide the two up. Because when we divide the two up and we say, Lord, you're Savior, or Jesus, you're Savior, but, but you're not Lord, we're missing out on a whole lot of areas of life that God wants to bring blessings into our heart with. I'm telling you, we miss out on those things. But here's the truth, and this is just the fact. I, I, everyone, every, every according to Scripture, at some point, at some moment, everyone will cry out that Jesus is Lord. It's going to happen. Like according to scripture, look look with me Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11. It says therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Whew, something about the name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Those in heaven and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. So it's who he is. But the question we have to ask ourselves, is he my Lord? Is he Lord of my life? Have I, if, if there is there any area that I, I think I can do a better job at? Like man, and like for me there was areas. Like I thought I could keep myself together. I thought I could do it. I thought I could work it out. Listen, if there's any area of your life today, maybe again you have encountered him as Savior. You've enc- you've received the grace of God, and man, it is a beautiful thing when all sins are forgiven. And he makes you new. It is a wonderful, loving, incredible thing. But maybe, like, man, after you've given your life to Jesus, if you're still kind of walking around in some areas where you're like, saying, man, I thought it was going to be better than this. Let's just be honest. We should be honest in church. Well, some of y'all, we thought that. I thought this thing was better than this. I saw the people in church praying, worshiping, doing all that kind of stuff. Like, man, he must be awesome. He is. He's better than what we know. But I don't believe you can ever step into the fullness of that joy until you say, God, I give you everything. I receive the grace that you've provided. I receive it today. I release my faith into you. But God, I want you to be more than just a ticket to heaven, God. I want you to be the one who leads and guides and directs every area of my life. I want you to be Lord of all. So, Jesus, we want you to be Lord. And I like this because, man, Peter cried out in a deep, dark moment of his life. Lord, now Jesus is awesome. He just is. Again, that's why I want you to experience the fullness of him. Jesus, man, walking on water. That is so cool, by the way. Walking on water and and, and Peter crying out, Lord, Lord, save. Save. Now, one of the things I've learned about salvation is like that I believe we're saved at the moment. Again, when we say yes to him, when we receive the grace of God. One of the, I think, truly what I, I feel like, again, that I'm encountering in my life and still encountering, and I believe biblically we can, this makes perfect sense what I'm about to say. I, I believe that, man, we are saved, but man, I'm actually just, as I keep moving on, I'm just being saved, I really am. I've Man, there, there are saving things that happen in my life that God saves me from that I don't even know what's going about to happen. I'm telling you, man, so when we start praying some of those prayers, like Jabez and protection and, and favor and like, look like, keep me from evil, you start praying some of that stuff, man, there are saving things that happen even though you're saved. And so, man, this is cool because, man, I cry out, Lord, save me, save me, and this is what he does. And I believe this. I believe it is an ongoing work in our life. And I believe, man, that we surrender to the Lord we receive salvation in that moment we are seated with him in heavenly places in the moment we say yes in the moment we receive his grace we ain't working for nothing but man I was saved but he's also doing this saving me and I believe that man there will be this time like where I will experience the fullness of salvation like I I, I can't encounter all of it here Like, man, there will be a moment in a time where I take my last breath on this earth. And, man, I will step into the presence of a living God who gave his life for me. And, man, I will experience the fullness of salvation in that moment. I believe it's an ongoing work. But this is what I also believe. Again, according to this word, you'll see it in Scripture many times, this word save, salvation, sozo, it means this. It means to save, keep safe, sound, to rescue from danger or destruction. Now this is wild because when you think about this word, when you when you see this, this is what we this is how we receive salvation. This is why this is so important, and this is again what I love about Peter. Peter had enough sense to know my man was in trouble. I mean, think about it. Steps out of boat. In the boat, walking on water. He's pretty cool, dude. You know he's looking back at his boys. I don't. I just feel that like, man like yeah. Where you at? Out there walking on the water, man. Looking at Jesus. This is like, man, this is incredible. But at some moment he did this. He he began to take his eyes off the one who had caught him. This is what I love about salvation. This is what I love about the grace of God and the beauty again of, of the of the gospel of what Christ did. My man, he had enough sense and he recognized and know he was in trouble. Now, I, I grew up full boys in our house. I got stories about growing up in the Rogers house. Hey man, they're, they're, I, could, I could, could write a book. Maybe I should do that, just a Rogers story or something. But but there are so many things. And man, it, it was wild. When when somebody would do something in our house and mom and daddy wasn't around or whatever, let me tell you real quick, them other boys had no grace <laughs> in their life. They'd talk about it real quick. Oh, you in trouble. Didn't take them long, I like, mean, because they've been there. They knew they've been in trouble, but they got the belt. I mean, and we put no time out in my house, bro. No time out in the Rogers' house. It was like, go get the belt. And I You know, if you're time out guy, I ain't, wrong, I ain't mad at you. But 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 listen, the, the belt would come out, and listen, it was a bad thing. You had to go get it. It sat in a little can beside my dad's recliner, and go get the belt. You know something? I knew I was in trouble. What's sad today, though, and this is what's tough, and this is why so many people don't cry out to him, Lord, save. They don't realize. They don't realize the destruction that lies ahead for them. I mean, it, this, is, well, this, is a, this is huge because, again, he, he realizes, that, verse 30, again, of our taste. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Man, I loved, again, he had enough sense. He recognized that he was in trouble. And the big issue is with so many folks is we don't realize we're in trouble. We don't realize again, he's the one we need. And man, this is what I want you to see. This is what I want each of us to see today. Listen, without Christ, we're in trouble. I mean, the belt ain't nothing. And then this, I'm just, I'm just, again, this is not scare tight. This is not stuff like, but this is a reality again of why messages like this are so important that we share them and talk to others. Because again, when we look at scripture, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says this though. Listen, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll be saved when you cry out to him. And again, I love it. Again, Lord Jesus, not just Jesus, but Lord, I want you to have everything. I want you to have it all. And for with that heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now here's the problem. Here's why a lot of folks don't cry out and say this. We don't realize again the destruction that lies ahead i don't believe there's any person in this room who cares for someone and loves them wants to see them in a place of destruction i don't nobody wants that that's nobody's heart. I don't believe that's anybody's heart and desire in this room. But listen, this is the reality of, of for each of us. Again, if we don't receive him as our Savior, as our Lord, the one who's gonna come and deliver us from our sins, this is a reality. So this is this is truth. We are saved to something. We're saved to a place called heaven, but we're also saved from a place called hell. Sad that we don't hear words in like that in, in the church when they're all throughout the Bible. Amen. When they're everywhere, again, when Jesus preaches and teaches and talks about, listen, there's a reality. And Jesus did this. Jesus steps out of heaven. He comes to earth. He dies on a cross in our place and for our sin. He takes upon our sin and shame. He takes upon all of those things and he gives us life. We celebrate it all the time right here that Jesus not only just gave his life, but he resurrected from the grave. He ascended to heaven. He's going to come again. It's called the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus. And this is what we need to see. I want what you did for me, Jesus. I want to receive every bit of that in fullness and in measure. And so, so this is the day I want you to see how big this word is. Again, not just to get you out of hell, but to get heaven to you even here and now. And this is the reality of this. This is what again. get. So this saving grace, this saving work. Some of you this morning, man, you're on your way to heaven. But you're miserable. You're struggling. You're in places, listen, of turmoil. And there's deep, dark moments of your life. And some of you are in those moments right now. And how do I get out of that? We do this. We cry what Peter cried. We say, Lord, save. Save. And the same one who saves you from hell is the same one who, again, who can save and deliver you from the situation that you're in this morning. Because if we're looking like, man, bro, I need some, my finances need saving, Lord. They need, they need the Holy Ghost. They need, they need to get healed, amen. They need victory. My body needs saving. It's, it needs some healing. He's a Savior. He is this, and again, it's in full, so we keep crying out. I didn't just cry out to him one time, Lord, save. I, I made that a declaration of my prayer life. And so, again, when you're going to spend time with the Lord, just sit down, and maybe that's a prayer that you could start with. Maybe you couldn't remember the tabernacle, but you could say, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. And he cried that out. And thirdly, again, this is what it has to be for us. He, he he says me. Now this is what's cool because if you think about listen this this as Peter was out there, and he's going under, he went uh, Lord save Matthew. Chugger's <laughs> an idiot. He's I mean Lord he need. And this, you pray, it's okay to, don't call people idiots. Try not, I try, I'm struggling with that. I'm fixing that. I'm working on it. But, but Lord, say, you pray for others. But but you have to do this. This is this is what this has to become for us. It has to become personal. It has to. Because the, I, some of y'all know, like I love studying like Greek stuff. I wish I could, I wish again, I could a more languages. I really, that's a, a heart of mine. Maybe in heaven I'm going to be able to speak all kinds of stuff. I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. Or I don't know how that works. But I love the Greek language. When we see, again, the New Testament, some of these things that, again, are so so cool. I mean, it's just amazing. I, I encourage you, like, get a good Strong's Concordance. Get a good dictionary. Get Study some of this stuff. And this is one of those words, this deep word, man. When, you see, when you're looking at this word in Scripture, when you see him crying out, Lord, save me. And the Greek, you know what he was saying? This is what it means in the Greek. Me. (laughs) We got that translated right in the English language, and it means every bit of that. And this is what it means. It means me. And we have to do this. We have to come to the moment in our life where we say, Lord, I believe what you did on the cross. When the scripture says that you did it for the sins of the world, that you did it for Terry Rogers. God, you did that. You did it for me. I share my testimony often as I can, and you need one. from mine, it started early. I, you know, I told you again, I'm thankful again for having parents and people who having me made me go to church and have choices, not an option. only, like I you've heard me say, only drug issues I had was getting drugged to church every Sunday. The only drugs I ever had in my body. And I'd have been hearing something for nine years of my life. So this is why I want you to understand, like what's happening right now down the hall. It's bigger than what you realize. I don't want you to think like, man, that's where they're keeping the kids while we have church. This is not where they're hanging out. We're just coming here to learn more about Jesus. Because for me, it started for me when I was nine years of age. It's my testimony. Like at nine years of age, I was sitting at home and I was sitting on our couch. And this is why I love live stream. This is why we encourage you to share that because somebody may be sitting at home on a couch right now. And you shared the stream. They're like, man, what is a faith renewed? And they clicked on it. And this is what I want you to know that, man, this Jesus I'm talking about, this Jesus who got on a cross, he did it for you. And I was sitting there, and I've been hearing it for nine years because I didn't miss church. But as I sat on the couch that day, something changed. I was sitting there, man. We are watching Christian television. My dad in the recliner beside me. That's his chair, bro. Don't sit in his chair. And as I sat there, the gospel was presented. And at nine, and again, made a lot of mistakes since then. A whole lot. But at nine, I believed something. I believed he did it. And this is what I want for you, because if if you can't do that, if you can't look back in your life, and again, you don't have to know every day, every hour, everything that happened, but if you can't look back and you, and you can't say something along the lines of like, Lord, I remember when you saved me, when it all began. You know what he wants to do today? He wants your testimony. He wants your story to be. May 7th. 2023, I was listening to some crazy-looking dude talk about Jesus. Somebody invited me to church, and we just stopped by to see what was going on. And man, it became real to me. Maybe, again, dates and things, again, you're listening to this, and it's down the road, and like you're hearing this again on a podcast, and somebody shared this, and maybe you're listening to it years from now. This is the good news about Jesus. He saves right where you're at, right now, right as the gospel comes to you. He saves you today. Amen. He loves you that much. He loves you so much. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, he said this, This is the grace of God. This is the good news of the gospel. This is what he said. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. Again, it wasn't like he didn't make Peter suffer. He didn't like hold him down and drag him in the water. I'm so saying y'all, y'all's minds don't work that way. I know. I'm messed up. But but he didn't like drag him back to the boat immediately. And he walks over top of the very thing that had once brought him fear, that he had once struggled with, that was once crashing down around him, taking him, pushing him, throwing him all over the place. And he walked with Lord. Billy Graham said this God proved his love on the cross. When Christ hung and bled and died, it was God saying to the world, I love you. I want you to stand, please, and I want you to know this today about the salvation that I'm speaking of to you about. It's a gift, it's not achieved, it's received. And what saved Peter wasn't the fact that he got out of the boat first. That didn't save him. Because, listen, you can only walk on something so long on your own until you start going under. That's how I'm telling you. Please get that from that story. And I love it again when he was at it. But, again, you can only walk on that thing for so long until you start going under. It was when he cried out, Lord, save me. that the saving hand of the Lord. Immediately grabbed hold. And I want to just ask you if you would, bow your heads, close your eyes if you don't mind, please. And even at home, if you're dead, would just do that right where you're at this morning. I feel, I feel the saving grace of God being released right now, being poured out. And I want, to, I want to ask, first of all, I want to make sure, like for me, again, I've been doing a church for years before I received the grace of God. For some of you, you may have been going to church for years but have never received that grace, the saving grace. Truly again said, yeah, I want to be saved. Good friend of mine, minister of the gospel. He was in ministry for years. His testimony. He was in ministry for years before he was saved. And in a church service one day, the gospel became real to him, and he believed that Jesus did it for him. So, right where you're standing this morning, I want to I want to just speak to you today. First of all, if you need Jesus to be savior, because I want to get you headed there, I want to get you going toward Him, and I want you to experience that. So, just again, I'm not, I'm not going to linger this make this long, but just right where you're right where you're at this morning, if you need the saving grace of God and you need Him to be savior of your life, if that's you. Just, just let me know you're here and instead, and so that I can pray with you by simply doing this, lifting your hand up, just raising a hand up. And so if I see a hand, I'll know, like, yeah, you're talking to me today. Like, I want to be saved. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want, I want him to be my Savior. Don't Get all the way up because I want to I'm make sure it's up past the, the heads of the crowd. If I see that, going, we're, going to, we're going to introduce you to Jesus. I want to do that if that's you here. So that means means this for us today, that we've done this, that we did what I did. We put faith in the gospel of of Christ. We have received him. And there's some, I believe, again, watching right now that if that's you, listen, I I want you again to just today, just say, yeah, I want him to be my Savior. If that's you, just just begin to cry out to him, Lord, save me. I believe what you did, you did for me. And, Lord, again, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, we call out to you believe the cross gospel that you did it for me. And I receive you now as my Savior. And I believe, again, as I celebrate the salvations in this room. But I want to ask you one more question this morning. Is he Lord? Is he in control? Like, Does he have full control of your life? If, so, If there's any area right now that you need to surrender control over to, this is a moment where we do that. We don't wait and put this in action later. When the winds are all crazy, stuffs. No, we do it right now. We say, "God, I give you full control of my life." So, if some of you like, maybe you feel like you're in that storm right now, it, just today, if there's an area that you need to surrender control to the Lord, and you say, "God, I want you to not just be Savior, but be Lord," just lift your hand up. If that's you, God, I want you to be fully Lord of my whole life. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, several hands. It should be a lot. Again, that's not. A, that's not. Or anything other than just saying, God, we want you to have full control. Yeah, we just want you to have full control. As your hands stay raised, I, w- I want to, one more call. <clears throat> one more call. I just feel this, like, if if, if today, listen, you, you just need him to grab you by the hand this morning. you try trying your best to just let him be Lord. You're trying to surrender it to him. You try, you're doing it. You're, you're making that effort. I want you to join the hands that are already raised right now and just say, that you, this morning, you'll be honest and just say, Lord, I need you. Just grab me by the hand. I feel like I'm going under. Yeah. As our worship team ministers, we have a prayer team. We have folks in this church that love to pray and pray and will pray with you. And we want to pray for you. And so I just want to pray a simple prayer over you right now, of blessing, and I pray that you surrender. That I want you to do something. I want you to get out of the boat this morning. I want you to get out of the boat, and and, and I'm gonna ask of that because today I want, I want you I want you to truly experience how good it is to walk with Him. Not walk by yourself. We're not talking about that, trying to walk on your own strength, but to walk with Him. So I just pray right now for every hand raised, Father. I speak blessings today, Lord. We surrender everything. We give you full control. We yield everything to you this morning. We give it all. And, Lord, today, God, we cry out to you as Savior and as Lord. Lord, save. Save me. Save now. In Jesus' name. If you've raised your hand, I want to invite you to do one more thing. Just step out of the boat this morning. Would you come just as simple act of faith that you're just saying, God, I want you to have full control. And maybe today, listen, you you just want to come and just say, God, I'm just giving everything over to you this morning. So as you come, a prayer team is going to be praying with you, for you. So if there's anything, again, anything that you need prayer for, that you want to say, God, be Lord of my life, I give you full reign. Today, if that's you, I invite you to come as we minister in this last song together. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.